like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 94 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, I don't know where the uh, I don't know how the weather is where you guys are, but I know that yesterday and today has been beautiful. Spring is in the air. Do you know what else is in the air? People are in the air. You know why people are in the air? Because Corona is in the air and the flights are so cheap. I'm not going to lie. I might go on like an electrified world tour. Like catch me in Dubai. Live from Dubai, like on a camel. Because flights if if I look up a flight to Dubai right now, It'll probably be like $50 round trip because of Corona. It's like, let me stop playing. <laughs> but no, seriously, bro. That was that was a funny thing that I saw over the weekend that, that flights were like really not expensive. And I thought people were joking. I thought it was a joke. I thought everybody was just tweeting to get their tweets off. But then I, look, I looked up some flights, bro. It was like 113 to fly to Vegas right now. I'm like, dog, catch me in Vegas for no reason. I'm just out there. Sightseeing Dolo I mean But um Look man We got some things to talk about today We do We got some things to talk about Uh As you can see from the cover And the Title of Episode 94 We will be celebrating Women Man Women I feel like We should be doing that More often But They have their own month So to all of the ladies who listen And all of the ladies who are just listening today Because I told y'all That this episode is for you I promise this episode is for you. Well, at least the first half. Because I know after I start talking about women, I'm not saying all women don't like sports, but I know that, like, you know, women, the majority of the women that I interact with, they like, uh, I get this a lot. I would listen to your podcast, but I ain't going to know what you're talking about. I'd be like, just come learn something. Come learn something. I'm, I'm funny. Like a play still helps Like you're still helping You can still support me without listening Like you know what I mean But I do know some women who are sports fans And shout out to y'all too But uh, yeah man I told the ladies that this one was for them man Who run the world Y'all know the vibes man Girls stop playing with them man Stop playing with them So happy International Women's Month To all of the women And uh, when was International Women's Day? Yesterday day four I'm not sure Hold on because I know it's March. I know March is International Women's, uh, you know, month. But when was the day? International. Oh, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. So, happy belated International Women's Day. It's all of the ladies listening, man. Uh, so, let's get into it. First, we're going to discuss UFC 248, man. We're going to talk about how the women stole the show. Because they did. And then want to get into um, the celebration of women. I'll be talking about a lot of things. So you'll see, you'll hear, rather. So it's going to be pretty good. Uh, then I want to make my case for LeBron for MVP. Honestly, I don't know what else y'all want the man to do. I really don't. Like, what else does he have to do? <laughs> Honestly, truly. 
Um, then we're going to talk about the NBA officiating. And um, Dak Prescott's financial troubles, man. I don't know how that's going to go down, but I do know that the franchise tag deadline is Thursday. So, also, the NFLPA vote got extended to Saturday, so we won't know anything until after Friday. So, that's after episode 95. So, we won't be talking about that until Tuesday or, yeah. So, but, yeah, that, that happened. So, got that out of the way. Um, then we're going to talk about, I saw a post, um, it was like Brady or Belichick, like basically who deserves the most credit for their, their run. And like they said, a lot of players sided with Brady, but I don't know. I don't know about that. So we'll talk about that. And then finally, I want to talk, uh, WWE road to WrestleMania and of that nature. So let's get into it, man. It's, it's Tuesday. It's episode 94. Let's get down to business, man. Y'all know what time it is. Let's go. Okay, so the main event of UFC 248, of course, was Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Uh, two great fighters. Sal Bender, Soldier of God. I expected that fight to be way more than it was. But on a night like that, when, when, when we say styles make fights, styles indeed make fights. But before we get to that, let's talk about the co-main. Let's talk about the co-main, man. That's the fight that everybody's talking about. That's the fight that was trending on Twitter for a good reason. That's the fight that was a fight. It was a hell of a hell of a fight. And you guys know I'm not, I'm not really a UFC guy. Like that's not my go-to. But this year I had them. I honestly, I, and I've been talking more UFC this year so far than any like you know more than I I have in past two years. I've been watching a lot of UFC this year. I'm I'm happy about that. I am. Uh been watching a lot of UFC. Uh but this fight, as far as fights that I've seen with my own two eyes live. Like of course I know historic fights. I know, you know, I I've seen footage of fights, but live, like watching it live, these two women put on not one of the best Fights in, in, in the women's division of, In MMA history This was one of the best fights I've seen in the history Of the sport This was crazy man These girls were not backing down They weren't scared to throw caution to the wind And I've never seen somebody's forehead Get that big From punches Headbutt yeah But punches no way They went back and forth And Argument can be made that Joanna could have won that fight, but it was even to me. I don't think that either one of these ladies hurt each other more than the other. I think that they could have, but they just weren't going away. Neither of them, they were hit. They were they, they were throwing everything they had at each other, and they weren't going. They, they weren't throwing uh, going anywhere. They weren't going anywhere. Uh, so I enjoyed that fight, man. That that was crazy. That was crazy. Like absolutely insane. And um like I said, it could have won either way, but yeah, man, neither fighter would go down. And as and it's just like, okay, so you got that's the co main event. And when you got a fight of that magnitude, this is with like any sport though. Like if if a good game comes on in a four o'clock window in football and it's crazy, and then say the night game isn't as crazy, it's like, oh, 
Like say you got a high scoring game that goes to overtime and then you get a defensive battle that the end of the score ends up to be like nine to six. That's like oh or then or you could take it to WWE, you got a, a great match. You come down off the high of a great match and then the the match that follows it doesn't live up to that match. It's like oh you know what I mean? So this is exactly what happened here. The co main event exceeded expectations. Exceeded expectations And then The main event Was very underwhelming The start of the When the bell rang Well not the bell rang When when the ref said Let's fight uh, You all Romero Stood there They both just stood there I was just like Oh boy I already see What type of fight It's gonna be Because it was like I don't I don't see them I don't think it was gonna be A fill out A warm up period That was just the fight That was gonna be Because Alright both of these guys had have the ability to knock you out. If you slip up, make one mistake, you know, they could put you away. Yoel Romero didn't he showed flashes of that. But he didn't do enough. He didn't do enough. Those early rounds, like the first two rounds, he was sort of a the aggressor, but not really. Not really. And for the every for everybody who was upset about the decision. He should have done more He stood there He didn't move around a lot And those leg kicks Were killing him man I don't care If he did the salsa On the uh, the press conference at, After the fight Bro Them legs was bruised up And your, and your salsa Was kind of stiff So We know the We know the truth And then Staying on uh, You know Romero He had all this energy All this fire 10 seconds left After the fight All in Uh Izzy's face I'm like bro Where was this at During the fight Like It just looked like He was He wasn't sure of himself It looked like He wasn't sure of himself And I At first I thought that Izzy wasn't sure of himself But the more I watched It was like Well he was just fighting His fight He was fighting A Floyd Mayweather-esque fight You know He's standing on our side Taking what uh, You know he, He was taking what Yoel was giving him wasn't going too crazy Didn't waste a lot of energy Stayed away from him Stayed away from the big shots And stuck to the leg kick And, and, and you know he kept him back He kept him back He didn't have to engage like uh, Like that So from from a fan point of view Yeah Especially a fan like me I'm a casual I, Yeah I, I wasn't too excited about this I wasn't too excited I wasn't too enthused I wasn't entertained and I feel bad for the people who paid for it and attended the event because it's like we didn't, you know, they didn't come to see that. But did, at least they got their money's worth before that. So, but I'm not. I wasn't told. I wasn't upset at all with the decision. I mean, come on now, y'all, y'all know who was gonna win because look, man, he he did what he had to do. Is he won the fight, bro? He won the fight. He he, he did, man. It, it, it's just you know style styles make fights. You know they they both they both weren't going to be. Uberly aggressive in this fight And they weren't So that's the fight we got Five rounds of nothing <laughs> Nothing uh, And then you know Yoel <laughs> Yoel had a hell of fire Talking to Joe Telling Joe you know What'd he say Hold on Cause I was I did it so I did it perfect After the fight What did that man say The people pay To see the fight People pay to see the fight Yo he was hot He was hot bro 
Like, bro, he was really pissed off about that. That man wanted to, yo, hey, hey, man, you should have been, you should have been more aggressive. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. You should have been more aggressive. Should have been more aggressive. But um, yeah, man. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed the co-main event way more than I enjoyed the main event, and that's simply because, man, the women showed out, and that's what women do. They show out, and. Now, let's segue into the celebration of women, man. Because the women show out. Um, I touched on this briefly before. But not to, not to this extent. I think I talked about more. Uh, it was the incident that made me talk about, you know, the treatment of women. You know, like social media and, you know, the, 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 uh, the whole... Narrative that you know women's sports they don't matter and their accomplishments don't matter, which I totally disagree with. Like I said, you know you you guys tweeting from your couch, uh, playing your, your your Xbox nine times out of ten you can't you're not beating a you're not beating a WNBA player one on one you're not even going to beat a D one D two D three college player one on one if if they're that talented they're more talented than you to do a pro. I, Guarantee or at a division one level that you're not going to beat them. You're not going to beat them. It's just facts. So I thought today was a good day, you know, being as though International Women's Day was Sunday to take time to really look at not only the women currently, but you know, go back and look at the history of different sports and 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 especially the Olympics. I think the Olympics was the most interesting thing to look at as far as progress goes. So, I just I just think that, you know, and I think that as far as, you know, women, women, some women don't even know about some of the stuff I'm going to say, talk about, because I think it's important for them, even if, you, even if you're not into sports. You know, I know girls who played volleyball. I know girls who, you know, go to college, have went to college and played sports. So, they know about Title IX. I know a lot of girls probably don't know about Title IX. If you don't know what Title IX is, I'm going to tell you, of course. Of course, I want to tell you. I want to tell you. Um. Wow. Wait a minute. Where were you holding that? Hold on. Hold on. Where are my notes? Where are my notes? Oh. All right. There we go. See, I, was, I had the wrong. Uh, had the wrong app open, man. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody, get ready. Get ready. It's time for history lesson. All right. So, Title Nine, right? It's a law that was established in 1972. Uh, that was um. Uh, it was established in 1972 to provide everyone with equal access to any program or activity that receives federal financial assistance, including sports. This means that federal, federally funded in, institutions such as public schools are legally required to provide girls and boys with equitable sports opportunities. So the the uh, the actual you know the Title IX the law the states you know the the text that it reads it says no person in the United States shall on the basis of sex be excluded from participation in be denied the benefits of or be subjected to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So women are able to play not only play sports. In school, but you know, receive scholarships, and 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 then you know, because you think about all of the 
Okay, you know, you got your big, but you got your basketball, your soccer, baseball, softball. Uh, then you got, you know, on the flip side, you got look like women's lacrosse. So they are sports that girls and guys play. But then you got oh oh swimming. But then you got like volleyball. Uh, what's the joint that I used to cover, man? I used to cover what the heck was that? Oh man, it was some of the longest. The games were so long because they didn't have a running clock. It wasn't was it lax? No field hockey. Oh oh no, ladies, I'm sorry. That one right there, we don't, we didn't need that. We didn't need that field hockey. We didn't need that. No, y'all got ice hockey. We didn't need field hockey. Nah, man, I I couldn't stand covering those games. Like as a commentator, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, bro. But then you know, women take over. You know, track and field, all those events. So it's just like, it's it was it's cool to see. The, the growth from the you know the 70s all the way to now and and, and you see athletes in, in all sports taking over man from basketball track uh softball of course it's like women should be celebrated as much as men for their accomplishments in their sports like basketball when when, when a woman, when a, a young lady in college scores a certain amount of points in a game or a certain amount of career points, I feel like we should give those praise, That's those same flowers to them. WNBA as well. Because I feel like, you know, when Bleach Report or ESPN, you know, when they tweet about this stuff or post it on Instagram, we go to the comments, man, and it's, it's all jokes, all trolls. And I think that's that's just where we are. Sadly, it's a society. Everybody wants to be the most liked comment. Everybody wants to have the most like comment. And some of these guys probably, like, honestly, probably don't even think like that. But it's just the principle. It's just like that's what they see. That's what they've been conditioned to do. You know, you know, crap on women's sports, which is, which is sad. Which is sad. It is. Um, especially with how much women have fought to get to this point. Even in, you know, 2019, 2020, the WNBA... Still fighting for their own rights, you know, in their own in their own uh, profession, you know, they had their own CBA CBA battles similar to the, well, actually their CBA was more drastic and dramatic than what we have going on in the NFL. I mean, uh, I can't really say that, but like seeing the changes, there were a lot of changes. I'll say that there were more changes, like big major changes made. From the old WNBA CBA to the new WNBA CBA, I did I did a full segment on this. I think it was episode eighty four, I believe. It was the same episode that that was a young and retired one. That was the one Luke Kuechly retired, and I, I went in on those. You know, all the young retirees, and then I talked about the WNBA CBA. So for a brief, I, I'll run through it again for those who didn't uh, may not have heard that. But that's the highest rated episode, so you probably did. Not to brag. No, I'm, 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 not, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Somebody heard it. But um, for uh, for our newer listeners, because I know we do have some new listeners, uh, I'll go back and briefly talk about it. So let's talk about life in the, NBA, in the WNBA under the old CBA. So the max player salary was one hundred seventeen thousand. 
and I ha- wait, hold on. I was, yeah, $117,000. Yeah, that was the max player salary. Uh, salaries were so low that, uh, like, women had to play overseas during the offseason. These women were getting summer jobs, bro. Like they were teachers and were lifeguards in the summer. You think uh, anybody in the NBA got to go get a summer job? No. Think anybody in the NFL got to go get a summer job? No. Do you think anybody in the MLB has to go get a jo- summer job? Big, bo- Hell no. No way. But these women, not only did they have to go get a summer job, but they had to jeopardize their, their actual job. Uh, and to tell you how, rating MVP Brianna Stewart tore her Achilles playing for uh, a Russian club weeks before the season started. Like, come on, dog. That's ridiculous. Um, then a league minimum, uh, I think it was like, what, two years or less experience was between 41,000. Well, yeah, it was 41,000. That was the base. And then they uh, they received 20% of the revenue share. They flew coach, and the seats were uncomfortable. We got to think, these are tall women, bro. Tall women can't fly coach. Tall people shouldn't be able to. They shouldn't be flying coach. Come on, dog. Um, non-vets were forced to share hotel rooms. So they had these girls bunking like college roommates. Y'all grown. We're grown, bro. We don't want to do this no more. Give us our own hotel rooms. Come on, dog. But this is what they go through. This is what they were going through in the old CBA. It's a damn shame, man. It is. It, it, was, it was sad uh, when I was reading about it the first time. I was like, there's no way that this is real, like, really, like, really, especially when I get to, like, the pregnancy, the, the leave of absence. Listen to this. Just wait. We'll get there. Uh, but the new 2020 CBA, the max player salary increased to 215K. Uh, the league minimum increased to 56K, uh, 68K. Now they have a 50-50 revenue split. The NFL players can, can barely get 48, right? I think what are they fighting for? Forty eight right now or forty nine? Yeah, forty eight right now. Because I think they have forty seven, and they're fighting for forty eight. The women went from twenty to fifty. Like you see what I'm saying? Drastic changes, bro. Uh, the league. Uh, what else? The league will pet will have the league will have, uh, one point six million dollars for league marketing agreements with two hundred fifty thousand dollar uh cap for a single player. Uh, plane seats are upgraded from coach to economy or comfort plus they all have individual hotel rooms now uh, full pay for women who have to miss a season due to pregnancy pregnancy previously it was only half <laughs> half half I don't think they were pregnant for three uh four and a half months I don't think they were giving birth to half a baby I don't think they were about to have half a kid so why weren't they getting full benefits? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't understand, bro, why women are treated this way. But I'm glad that they changed it. Uh, then the finally, a uh, prize pot worth $750,000 for special competitions and in-season uh, tournaments. So, like, that was added as well. So, like, they'll pu- they, they pool money together, and I think the winners, you know, get the money. But that's that's just... You know some of the the battles that these these women go through. Then you got to think like equal pay. It, it, we all know that uh, men and and in their respective sports make way 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 more than women 
in their own respective sports. So that's that's known. The wage gap is real in 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 regular corporate America as well. So that's not even like uh, exclusive to sports. That's just you know real real life at the end of the day. And it's sad though, but it is. Uh, let's go to Forbes, right? So let's see, let's see. Uh, tennis players are the only female athletes to rank among the overall top earners over the past decade with Serena Williams, uh, Maria Shapova, and uh, Lena all having appeared multiple times on Forbes list, excluding men's star uh, Roger Federer. Elite female tennis players compare very well with their male counterparts in terms of endorsement earnings. That's endorsements, though. Um... Let's see. The most marketable tennis players made four times as much from endorsements. I'm going to say it again. The most marketable tennis players made four times as much from endorsements and appearance fees as they did from prize money over the last year. Among the 10 highest paid uh, athletes, female athletes in 2018, nine were tennis players. So, ladies... If you want to get in sports, tennis is the way to go. It's where the money's at. Honestly, this is where the money is. Like, me, if I could go back in time and, and like, if I, you know, really cared about working hard to get to, a, like, a pro level in any sports, I, I play sports. I love football. I love basketball. I love baseball. I play for fun more. I, love, I played, you know, for the game. I was never in my mind as, like, a... An adolescent, you know, a, a teenager, did I have any pro football aspirations? So, but if I did have to pick a sport that I would have been like, yo, it's either pro or bust for me, it would have been baseball. You know why? I'm not going to get CTE. Uh, get to be swagged out. <laughs> and if I'm nice, I'm probably going to look at like a $300 million contract at some point. Yeah. Baseball is where the money at, bro. <laughs> baseball. So, like, when guys have the option to pick between football and baseball, if I had that option, if I was blessed to have to go, if I could have went to the NFL draft or the MLB draft, you know where the hell I'm going? I'm going to the MLB. You know? I'm going to the MLB. That's where the money is. That's where the money is. But, yeah, ladies, tennis. Tennis is where the money is at. Um, then you got to look at, like, um... And women, you know, women in male-dominated sports like uh, Danica Patrick and uh, UFC and, you know, Ronda Rousey, they ranked among the top earners in their sports when when they were af- active. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, you got, you know, women like Danica Patrick, Ronda Rousey. You know, Ronda Rousey, arguably greatest UFC woman in history. You feel me? You know, granted, the way it ended for her wasn't the best, wasn't the way she wanted to go out, but that, up that, uh, the, the, uh, the rise, the rise is you know what we'll really remember. You know, Ronda Rousey was knocking heads clean off and making money. She was a star. She was probably the first like woman star of the UFC. Definitely, definitely. I knew Ronda Rousey. You know, during her come up, I definitely knew Ronda Rousey. I feel like everybody knew Ronda Rousey. And then for her to switch over to the WWE, be a star in WWE, even though it was short. And we don't know if she's coming back, but yeah, you know. And then even women, you know, you think about the evolution of women in the WWE. You can even talk, you can go as far as to talk about that. 
that's sports entertainment. It's still sports. They're still athletes at the end of the day. Uh, you go from all the way back, you know, when, when they were divas. You, you, you talk about women like Lita, Trish Stratus. Uh, then you get, you know, New Age. You got Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey. Uh, you got Bianca Belair up and coming. It's a lot of women, and these, all these women, they can go, bro. They can go. They're entertaining, and they can put on a 25 to 30-minute match. Becky Lynch, like, uh, Shayna Baszler, like, yeah, th- these women can go. These women can go. And you, you know, in WWE, last year, WrestleMania 35, we had our first ever women's main event, triple threat match with Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. Hell of a match. First ever. 35 joints in, that was the first ever. So, you can see that, you know, this is women women's time in sports right now. It's now. I feel like this is the time we're in right now. Like you got you, you look at uh US women's soccer team and how they won. That they, they won big. Not only do they win big, but on their parade, they talk about the equal pay. You know, I was I was talking about this on my uh on a podcast account on the Twitter account. Somebody asked about uh, you know, how can U.S. soccer be big? I think for youth, and I'm just like, you know, as far as you know, little girls go, I think that they can look at like the USA women's national team, and you look at Rapino and the rest of those ladies. Not only are they great on the pitch, but off the pitch, they're influential, they're icons. You know they they they're, tra- they're trailblazers. You know they they they're fighting for their equal rights. They're, they 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 discuss equal pay and they don't play about it. So, you know, women are are just as uh, forward as men, and just as revolutionary as men, and just as serious about their craft and serious about their money as men. You know, so yeah, man, I I, I thought that was important. And then, you know, I, I, I did get off track because I thought I was supposed to, you know, go from Title IX to uh, how, you know, that worked and went for, like, college athletes. You, got, you look at, you know, women in college, you know, the college athletes. Uh, it was a list. I found a list of, like, 30. I think it was, what, 30 uh, most amazing female college athletes in history. Uh, you got Monica Abbott. She was a uh, University of Tennessee softball star, goat. Um, she had ended with ended her collegiate career with 112 shutouts, a career ERA of uh, .79, and a number of NCAA records, including overall 189-34 game record and 2,440 strikeouts. That's that's raw. That's raw. That's raw right there, bro. That's raw. I didn't even know that. This is that was raw, that was raw. Then in uh, in swimming, got Natalie Coughlin. Uh, during her four years at UC Berkeley, uh, swimming sensation, Natalie Coughlin. Coughlin never lost, undefeated, never lost. A duo uh, meeting, giving her a record of sixty-one and zero. She took home twelve NCAA uh, titles over the course of her collegiate career. And uh, was named NCAA Swimmer of the Year for, uh, for three consecutive years, uh, from 01 to 03. But it wasn't until 2004 that she became, you know, big name. She won five medals at the 04 Olympics and came back in 08, and she won six more. Then, of course, how could we forget uh, 
my wife, Miss Miss Skylar Diggins. You know, she don't know that though. She don't know that. Um, she was Miss Basketball. She was uh, Indiana's. 2009 uh, Miss Basketball You know what I mean You know She was recruited heavily By top colleges Of course she went to Notre Dame You know You feel me Like Yeah NBA WNBA star Y'all know the vibes man uh, Who else we got Oh Brittany Griner Missy Franklin uh, Marion Jones Come on dog uh, Hillary Knight From oh, She's a hockey player Look at this, man. Oh, Lisa Leslie. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Excuse me. Yes, niece. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Candace Parker, of course. Hope Solo. Bro, the list. This list is fire. Honestly, this is a hell of a list. I, I'm going to I'm gonna save this link. I want to tweet this out, by the way. I want to make sure I tweet this out. So you, if, you, if you're interested, you can go take a look at it. But, yeah, it's just like, bro, women in all sports, you know, in all their respective sports. Done the damn thing. You look at the final five. That's the Olympic team, the gymnastics team from 06. I mean, excuse me, 2016. Uh, that was the uh, damn. That was the last summer Olympics. Oh yeah, the Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympics. Yeah. Before I even get to that, let's look at the numbers from the Olympics. So let's see. This is the female participation at the Olympic Winter Games. So in uh, 1924, it was 4.3 percent. In 1952, it was 15.7%. In 1984, it was 21.5%. And then 2018, last Winter Olympics, 41%. And then overall, uh, right now, you know, from start, you know, I think they went from what, Paris in 1900, it was 2.2%. London in 1948, it was 9.5%. And LA in 84, it was 23%. And going into 2020 in Tokyo, with damn near 50% of women participation at 48.8. That's great. Bars. That's that's wonderful, man. That's wonderful. I think about, you know, like I said, my own bios. Uh, that, that final five, that's what I was getting into. That was my, my next thing, the final five. The gymnastics team. Yeah, Simone Biles, uh, Gabby Douglas, Laura Hernandez, uh, Ali Reisman, Michaela Skinner. Regis Smith, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, those those three girls were alternates, but you got the final five. They, they, um, let's see, what did they do? They did something big. Where is it at? Yeah, they, uh, they won a medal in every event, including the team and individual all around, and they were the first team to do so since '92, and the only team to do that beforehand was in '84. So yeah, yeah, things things got accomplished for them, but um. You know, when we talk about women in sports, you can't talk about can't talk about the greatest of all time without mentioning Serena Williams. Go. Go. And all honestly, in all of tennis. All, all of tennis. Most decorated. Gotta be. Gotta be. Look at like, bro. All of this, like I can't even read all of her accomplishments. But y'all know about it. Y'all know about it. Y'all know about the Aussie Opens. Y'all know about the Wimbledons. Y'all know about the Grand Slams. Y'all know about the money she made. Y'all know about that, bro. Serena Williams, greatest tennis player of all time. And she, guess what? She's a woman, but she's also a black woman. That's even bigger. That's bigger. For y'all know. But, you know, women in tennis, man, I think I, I love, I, I watch 
you know, Federer and Nadal, but I know more women in tennis. Like, of course, you know, Shapova, Serena, Naomi. Uh, what's my girl name? Coco. Uh, but it's, it's other tennis. Like, I know uh, uh, I like watching a couple of the foreign women as well. You know, not from the States. So, yeah, when it comes to women tennis, I'm, I'm more, when it comes to tennis, I'm more locked in on the women than the men. But I do, I do enjoy Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer for sure. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's how I wanted to go for that. You know, I wanted to really dive into that and, and really show some appreciation for the women in sports. I feel like, you know, we don't do it enough. And uh, why not do it during International Women's Month, man? Why not? So, yeah, man. One more time for the for the ladies, man. Happy International Women's Month to all of the ladies listening. And uh, yeah, man. So from the queens of the sports world, let's go to the king, as in King James, and why he is and should be 2020's NBA MVP. Let's talk about that. Because I, y'all not hearing me, man. Y'all ain't hearing me. Okay, so look, here's my thing. Can we first, can we talk about how in just like what, within a week, the Lakers are now like closing in on the number one seed in the NBA? Is nobody else not amazed by that? I think that's pretty nuts. That's pretty crazy if you ask me. But listen, man, I don't understand the hate for LeBron. Well, we all know everybody hates LeBron. People hate LeBron for no reason. <laughs> but y'all really really won't appreciate the king until the king is no longer playing. But me, an intellectual, I, I can understand what I'm witnessing. I can understand what I'm witnessing at year 17, age 35, LeBron Ramon James. Killing the league Like he Like it's just like Yo That's my thing All the disrespect That Brian got last year Dealing with the groin injury You know The Lakers weren't in the playoffs People were talking about Y'all should trade LeBron Steve Van Gundy Said on live television During a game Last year That They should be looking at uh, Getting pieces for LeBron Are you crazy? Are you dumb? Are you stupid? People were just all over LeBron last year during the Lakers, you know, that, that first season, bro. But you, like I say, Lakers were in the playoffs before Christmas last year. LeBron misses all those games. Lakers go straight to hell, right? This year, you know, more pieces, more play, you get AD. But LeBron has only missed three games this year, and he's going crazy. He's going crazy. He's going crazy. He is. You look, and here's my thing, okay. Statistically, is is Giannis having a good year? Yes, but here's the thing: the Bucks are five and one without him. Five and one. It's pretty impressive. If you think the the Lakers can go five, or you know, if, if I don't, I just don't think that this Lakers team, even with AD, would have much success with the long absence of LeBron. That just, I just, it just doesn't seem plausible to me. It doesn't. Any team, get LeBron, your whole different team. Without LeBron, you're a whole different team, but in a in a worse way. I just think that LeBron has always, every year, he's the most valuable, most valuable player. Literally, the most valuable player. Literally. 
It's not about who's scoring the most points. I don't think that that's what the award should be based on. It's who's the most valuable player. You guys talk about records. Okay, the Lakers are about to, almost about to take overtake the Bucks. The best record. They beat the Bucks. That already happened. So, yeah. I don't know, man. You you look at LeBron's. Let's let's take a look at some numbers. All right, so he's only missed three games. Uh, you know he played the Bucks and and the uh so, uh the Clippers, right? So in those two games, he has sixty five points, fifteen rebounds, seventeen assists, three steals, two blocks. That was more than Kawhi and Giannis combined. Combined, more than them combined in those two games. So I'm gonna read that again. 65 points, 15 rebounds, 17 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Once again, more than Kawhi and Giannis combined. And he won both games. They won both games. Lakers won both games. That happened. That happened. Uh, LeBron over the last 9 games, 30.3 points per game, 10 assists per game, 8.1 rebounds per game, 54% from the field, 33% from 3, and 74% from free throw, he beat. They beat the Bucks, Celtics, Nuggets, Sixers, Pelicans, Clippers. I don't know, man. I don't know. You guys, you know, for years the argument about LeBron was he was in the East. Okay, well he ain't in the East now. He ain't in the East now. So can we put that on Giannis too? Well, Giannis is in the East. Giannis is Giannis. Giannis is supposed to be the next man. That's that should be normal for him. We shouldn't. Should we really congratulate? Uh, how old is Giannis? Twenty five. Should we con- should we really be congratulating Giannis for doing what he's supposed to do in the so called weak Eastern Conference? Should we really champion him for that? I think that's what he's supposed to do over there. Or should we really be championing the thirty five year old who's in his seventeenth season, who's out he's out there hooping in the West, the oh so wild wild West. The old tough West. Oh, LeBron can't win in the West. LeBron won't have success in the West. LeBron was only LeBron because he was in the East. Well, look at him now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He deserves it. Y'all talked all that stuff about him last season, and now look. And this is, and, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. You know. This wouldn't be, like Nick Nick Wright Nick Wright broke it down real well. I don't even have I'm not even gonna go into that detail. Y'all can go look on that. I've retweeted it. He went into great detail about it. I keep it short and short and sweet with you, bro. I just I I, I just think that LeBron is MVP clearly by far. I don't want to hear that, that Greek man, bro. That Greek man couldn't even stick LeBron the other night, bro. He was fighting for his life. Boy, he was out there fighting for his life. You know who else was fighting for their life? Kawhi was fighting for his life. Pat Beverly was fighting for his life. I don't even know why he said anything at all. But hey, man, LeBron for MVP, bro. Point blank, period. Okay, all right. Let's wrap. Let's 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 finish with this. Let's finish with this. I'm cutting. What sex movie we not? We're not going to talk about the Brady and Bill thing. We can talk about that Friday. We'll talk about WWE Friday. Let's just finish with that. I'm going to get y'all out of here. So, Street's saying Dak Prescott don't want to get paid. 33 a year, $105 million guaranteed. That's that's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's that's what they're telling me. That's what they told me. So, when I first heard this, I said, oh, he has lost his everlasting mind. 
This man has turned down 105 American dollars, guaranteed, guaranteed. And 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 the first thing I thought about was finesse, all team finesse, Kirk, cousin Kirk. I thought about cousin Kirk. I thought about how how his money came about, and I thought about. How he got tagged in 2017 He made 23 million off the tag Then he becomes a free agent And he ends up signing a 3 year 84 million 28 per year guaranteed deal with the with the Vikings At this time Kirk was 0-2 0-1 in the playoffs Only had one playoff appearance But that Redskins team was not good I look at Dak And I look at this Cowboys team This Cowboys team has a lot of talent They've had talent since he's been there and since he's been there, they've had two winning seasons, and he's one and two in the playoffs. He has one four thousand plus yard season. That was last season. He hasn't thrown. He's only thrown over twenty five touchdowns one time. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. Thirty three per year. That's generous. Then you think about the 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 domino effect. You pay Dak all this money. What you gonna do with Coop? You already paid Zeke. Are you going to be able to keep Coop? Is Coop going to stay? Don't think he will. I just think that, you know, Kirk Kirk got the 84 M's. Kirk was throwing, you know, Kirk didn't have the best numbers, but Kirk was throwing 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yard plus, you know, with, with, with he was doing a lot with little. He was doing more with less. You look at Dak. Granted, you know, Zeke's in the backfield. He doesn't have to do that much, but he has to do something. And that something is win. He's one and two in the playoffs. I just don't think that I can pay him, you know, more than 33 per year. I think that's a great deal for him. We don't know how the contract is structured. We don't know how many years it is. That's the thing. We just know the numbers. And I think those numbers are good for Dak Prescott. I don't think Dak is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's worth what what two hundred M's or one hundred fifty a one hundred five school. And the and the tag deadline is Thursday, so yeah, good luck. And if they tag him, it'll be thirty three million. So that would be a year salary of what they. I mean, look, all right. So I mean, you could play on the tag. You could play on the tag and then maybe get more next year, but who's to say that you don't get? Maybe you get less. Maybe they give you, they offer you less. Then do, do do you walk? You know, do you walk from Dallas? If that is the case, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you want us to do, Dak. I really don't. I just think that deal. You know, if it is the deal, you know, thirty three per year. Up to 105 guaranteed That's That's generous man That's generous Um I think that's all I got for you guys man You guys know how to You know the first half of the week go man You know I'll give you You know Friday We'll be back Friday for episode Episode 95 That's gonna be big Episode 95 man Halfway to 100 Yes sir uh, man, shout out to, you know, Stadium Scene TV, of course, but I also want to give a special shout out to a um, a podcast that I follow, and um, these are, you know, great people, man, uh, I support them, I love their show, and uh, this is uh, 
my friends over there uh the GG Talk Sports uh they they live in Nashville, right? So they were impacted by the uh the tornado and everything. So they're down right now, no power and everything. So they haven't been back on the air and everything. So um you know, my prayers are out to them. Their their loved ones in, in their neighborhood, you know, I'm just glad they're still with us, you know, still safe and everything, but yeah, man, it's that was rough to, to you know hear about and everything. So, you know, shout out to them. Always want to show love to them. But uh, yeah, man, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, once again, man, happy International Women's Month to all of the ladies. We appreciate you, moms, my mom, aunts, grandmoms, all that good stuff, man. Love y'all. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Women are, you know, they're, they're, they're our rocks, man, for sure. And shout out to the women in sports, man. Uh, with that being said, uh, I'm Eric Lyons, and for the 94th time, you have just been electrified.